Hello, future listeners. I'm sorry about my audio quality on this episode. I don't really know what happened. It, I recorded it in the middle of a big operating system transfer and was back on Windows, and for some reason things broke. I'll make sure that it doesn't sound this bad again. Okay, uh, so this is actually kind of funny. Uh, so I've been volunteering to help with a, so, uh, uh, how to best explain it. So the church that I go to, they are running this Fine Arts Academy, is what they're calling it, uh, with various different things that kids can sign up to learn about, whether it's be in a worship band or learn, like, the tech side of things, of, you know, like, AV equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I am helping out with the high school uh, worship band. And so I went there this Sunday, and the, the the girl who has normally been playing drums wasn't there, so they got some other adult named Steven to do it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the guy who's in charge of the uh, tech part of things, he uh, comes up and he's, like, introducing Steven and I to each other because... This guy, Richard, had been there the previous week. So I was, like, you know, vaguely familiar with him. And so Richard says very quickly, Oh, uh, this is Steven. Steven, this is Will. And then he just walks away. (laughs) And Steven says, Oh, hi, Will. And I said, No, it's not Will. It's Mark. I don't know where he got that from. (laughs) But just so you know, it's Mark. (laughs) And Steven's, like, laughed. He's like, Yeah, I'll probably still remember Will because that was really funny. (laughs) But I didn't get a chance to say anything to Richard because he just kind of walked away back to the tech stuff. So we go about a rehearsal for an hour and a half. And Richard also, like, is singing to help because he's a very good singer. And he was helping, uh, you know, helps to have a singer to keep a band together. Uh, So we're going through. We're doing all this stuff. Now, Aaron got me for, I believe, my birthday uh, a few years ago, a leather guitar strap that has my name embroidered on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very nice guitar strap. And at the end of rehearsal, Richard's standing right next to me, to the, on my right, which is the side that, like, the strap is visible to. And after we're done, and everybody's just sort of leaving and stuff, he looks at me and says, So, Will, <laughs> why is your guitar strap say? <laughs> and I said, hold it right there. I didn't have a chance to tell you earlier, an hour and a half ago, but my name is Mark. That's why it says Mark on my guitar strap. <laughs> So he was he was so convinced that my name was Will that instead of thinking, "Oh, I got his name wrong. His name is actually Mark." He just has a he just has this really weird guitar strap that that I need a story about. Oh my gosh. I was really worried that story wasn't going to be funny, but that was funny. Follow-up question for you. Mhm. That does that count as a conversation with a stranger? Sure, if he didn't know your name, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was had... thinking about this a couple weeks ago, like the week after it had first come up. Yeah. And I was like, yo, he didn't say anything about it, but I wasn't going to call you out on it. Well, we, on said, we said that we have until spring. Oh, did we? That's another month and a half. I thought we said a week, but you're no. probably right. <laughs> no, <laughs> we said until spring, March 22nd. That's such a long time. 
I know. Why do we give us ourselves so much time? Well, I don't I even remember you, what I have to do. I know, but it's it's in the show notes of the episode. Okay, so I have to go find the episode and read the show notes. Yeah, <sighs> it's there. But Mark, I can't read. Well, I can still tell you. I still remember. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out someday. Okay. So I've. I'll, I'll probably still do a slightly more legitimate thing, but it was pretty funny, and it was the best justification that I could give was like, well, technically I worked for this guy with a week, but not really, and he didn't know my name. <laughs> That's kind of, it's, uh, thinking someone's name is something other than their name is kind of more awkward than not knowing what their name is in the first place. Oh, I know, and he was clearly like, very gung ho that my name was Will. Like there was no, there was no question. He said it so casually, and it was clearly so in his head that he asked me why I happened to have the name Mark on my guitar strap. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure his inner monologue was just great at that moment. He was just like, oh, what the heck? No, he took it like a champ. It didn't really even seem to phase him that much. It was pretty funny. Maybe he just didn't remember your name, and he's like, "I'm just gonna call this kid Mark and see what ha- or call Will. him Will and see what happens." I I think I could I I can. Uh, there are weirder names that he could have said, but Will. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I could. I look enough like a Will. I yeah, think. Yeah, you you could be a Will. You know, but if he had said some, something like I don't know, Cody, I would have. I would have. Uh, I probably would have said something more immediately. But I was like, oh, I think I like most of the Wills that I've met. That's fine. That's fine for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> we'll catch up later. <laughs> now you can use the name Will whenever you go someplace <laughs> That's you have right. to leave that a name. My, like my at restaurants ego. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never leave my neo- real name at restaurants. No? No. <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know. I don't care enough, and I just forget. <laughs> like, I don't think that... That's not... Considering how... It, it, all the other ways that privacy is taken from us, the least thing I'm worried about is a restaurant. Oh, it has nothing to do with privacy. It's really just for the fun of it. I don't know. I don't think I find it that amusing. I don't so know. There's a bit of me. a thrill to having to remember what name I told them. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's pretty easy because I have like a standard name or two that I go with, but every once in a while, I'll like panic and pull out some weird name, and then I have to remember it. So is this just like you're on a wait list and they ask for your name? Yeah, or if you're at like some place getting takeout or something and they ask for a name with the order. Cuz the only reason that I would be hesitant about that is like when I was doing car side to go, like you look at a person's card, I would question them pretty heavily if it was like not even closely related, especially when it's an adult. Uh... It's not like a 16-year-old who brought their mom's card or something. It's, yeah. you know, you say, oh, my name's, you know, whatever name you decide to use. I don't know what you would use. But then it just says Grant, and there's no obvious reason for me to believe that there's an issue or, the, or that there isn't an issue. Wait, so is that one of those deals where you pay beforehand, though? So, like... Well, it depends. I mean, some some places still have the policy where even if... I mean, they almost never actually follow through with it. But technically, the policy is that if you pay beforehand, they often... Uh, would ask to look at your card, especially depending on how big the purchase is. Yeah. Just to make sure that you are the correct person. And then it would be fine. Whatever name you decided to give, I guess, as long as the card matches up. But that would still, like, it would get you in a funny territory in certain situations. 
I've never ran into an issue with it. So. Well, I'm sure you haven't. I just, you know, it, now it's just the first thing that comes to mind because, you know, I was a good food service employee who made sure that cards were on the up and up. Because yeah. some people would do things like instead of signing their card with their name, they would just write, please see ID. Yeah. And so you'd look at their card before you swiped it and say, oh, please see ID. And you'd run back out there real quick and be like, oh, yeah, it just says see your ID. Can I just see your ID to make sure that everything matches up? And they say, yep, thanks for doing that. And then you get a bigger tip. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah, see me, they never question it. Because I, I think I look like a Lars. Oh, is that what you go for? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my classics. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you are, a, that works. Except sometimes, like, for Chinese takeout, I gave the name Lars once, and they called for order for large. <laughs> 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 and I was like, are they saying, are they calling me fat right now? <laughs> That's awesome. But. Uh, I don't know. Now, now if I say Lars and I don't, I'm not confident that they understood me, I spell it. It's few enough mm-hmm. letters that it works. Maybe I'm just happy enough with my name that I don't feel the need. Or maybe your life is just exciting enough that you don't feel the need to spice it up with stupid crap. Maybe that's what it is too. My uh, my name was almost going to be Warren Paul Richard the Third. Wow, that would have been a name. It would have been. Then my mom said no. Hmm. It's disappointing. I mean, not at the time, but in retrospect. I I didn't have much of a horse in the race at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh. Well. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Marky Mark? I'm going to have some of this Bunch of Crunch. I, no, I'm not going to. I, I do have Bunch of Crunch right here, but I won't eat any right now. What the frick is Bunch of Crunch? What? It's Nestle Crunch in bunch form. <laughs> Imagine popcorn, except like the shape of popcorn, except it's just Nestle Crunch. What? And that's I... Bunch of Crunch. It's a standard movie theater snack. I don't go to movie theaters enough, I guess. Clearly. I'll send you a picture of this bag of Bunch of Crunch. I'll text it to you. So it that you sounds can see. made up. Well, I guess it is made up, technically. Well, but like... I mean, some yes, someone made it up. I will send you a picture of this bag. It sounds like, I don't know. Okay, I sent you a picture. It should be I arriving send... soon. It's one of the, it's my it's my go to movie theater thing. Like popcorn's fine, but bunch of crunch is what I live for when it comes to movies. It's what makes it a complete experience for me. Okay. Oh, you sent it to my phone, not through Skype. Well, yeah, okay. I I'm not gonna like take a picture with my laptop or something. I don't know. I. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I was picturing, but it wasn't that. <laughs> I don't know either. Like, does it look familiar now, even if the name didn't? Yeah, it does okay. now look familiar, but okay. I had never actually, like, read the name on those packages. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, Bunch of Crunch, it's the best. Yeah, Bunch of Crunch sounds like some, like, drug or something to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> some, like, other form of crack or something. Bunch of Crunch! Doing a bunch of crunch in the bathroom. Okay. 
This has gotten down okay. here quickly. Let's get to a comic before yeah, let's Grant do that. says more stupid crap. Go for it. Okay. So this week... Hey! Oh, wait. That's my comic. <laughs> okay. We're off to a good start. For a second, I thought we chose the same comic, but I noticed I'm just It might happen someday, but not this day. Yeah. So Mark this week chose a comic from Bird and Moon by Rosemary Mosco. Um so in this comic there is a big bird that I believe is a peregrine falcon. Oh, I'm right. It's a peregrine falcon. And so the comic says, "My love for you is like a peregrine falcon, strong, powerful, energetic." zooming towards you at 200 miles per hour. And then it shows the peregrine falcon grabbing a small bird, striking prey in a dramatic mid-air explosion of feathers, storing excess meat in in crevices or on ledges. And then it shows the peregrine falcon uh, spitting up a falcon pellet, Vomiting up pellets of bone, feathers, gizzards, and other coarse material. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, I missed the most important part. As it's vomiting up the falcon pellet, it says, BELCH! Well, it doesn't say belch, it says black. The L comes first. Oh, sh- and the most important shoot. part is zooming towards you at 200 miles per hour is a falcon coming down at a 45 degree angle oh, followed by the word zoom. zoom. <laughs> That's the most important part, Grant. <laughs> Why well, skip that one? Because I hadn't scrolled down far enough to see that the other ones were important. I thought there was going to be pictures of the bird again. Okay, gotcha. But I'm really embarrassed I pronounced blech in- incorrectly. <laughs> it's okay. It's only on record forever. Yeah, says you. Yep, says me. Uh, so, you want to take a guess at what I was thinking about with this comic? I don't know. I think peregrine falcons are really cool birds, so I'm hoping that's what we're going to talk about, but I feel like it's not. No, I basically just wanted to talk about birds. Oh, sick. Yeah. I don't know much about birds, but... I mean, just general opinions. I don't know that much either, but I like to pontificate about them. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, have you ever, like... I mean, A, have you ever gone to, like, a raptor center or anything like that? Interacted with falcons or eagles or hawks? Not in, like, that sort of a setting. No? I've had, like, things, like, in elementary school and stuff where, like, they brought in a bald eagle and it was really cool and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, nothing... Nothing like going to a raptor center. Also, the name raptor is just an awesome... I know. ...badass name for a type of bird. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if anybody fits the bill, it's these guys. Oh, yeah. By these guys, you mean peregrine falcons, right? Not us? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean peregrine falcons and hawks and eagles in general. But especially peregrine falcons. Okay. But I also want to know your opinions on uh, far less savory animals, such as the Canadian goose. Ugh. <laughs> like they're they're birds. I don't know. Like they're neat. 
No, they're not. They're awful. They're kind of annoying. <laughs> the worst thing about geese is... Is their lack of intelligence? No, no. It's how just they poop self-confident everywhere? they are. Oh. They know that you will not run them over or literally do anything to them, and so they just don't care. I was driving towards one on the road, and I said, I'm going to teach this goose a lesson, because I know it's not going to move unless I make it move. And I did not slow down. And we literally played I played a game of chicken with a goose, and I won. I was probably about five feet away from it, going like 40, 45 miles oh, an hour. God. When it finally moved, I was like, good, good goose, you learned a lesson today. I thought you were going to say you ran over the goose. No, I probably, I probably would have stopped. Because at that point, you're just, you might just hurt your vehicle. But yeah, it, it probably wasn't They're five feet, but bones. it was sufficiently close that it was, it was a proper game of chicken. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you know, buzz by a tiny little finch that's, you know, f- far on the left and it just looks up and flies away because it's scared of everything. Yeah. I don't know, man. Birds are weird. Yep. I don't like them I very much. I bet they talk and they say people are weird. I'm sure that's exactly what happens. <laughs> no, they don't. Have you ever seen Rio? Um, no. No? Actually? I have not. Do you know what it is? It's a movie about a bird in Rio de Janeiro. Essentially, it's about a blue macaw. Which a macaw, bird. Macaws are very rare birds, particularly the blue variety. Uh-huh. And it is about a bird from... Owned by a small bookstore owner in Minnesota. No way. Uh, let me. I, I, I I've been to Minnesota. Uh, which small town? Which made-up small town is it? I need to look this up because it's just a, it's a stereotypical wintry, uh, silly mm. moose like Minnesota. <laughs> Isn't that a real town though? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'll check. But it it, it it sounds like it might as well be made up. Yeah. Oh, it could be. Carl, for sure. Carlton County population of twenty seven hundred. <laughs> so it's essentially made up. Yeah, yeah. For all for all intents and purposes, it might as well be the uh, town in Minnesota that Rocky and Bullwinkle are from. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that bird loves its human owner. Some okay. birds can be cute. Some birds can be awful, though, especially geese and ducks. Basically, like, a lot of the water-based ones seem to be pretty awful. Yeah. And even just, like, yeah, given their name, fowl, like... They're fowl. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Could you ever get into ornithology, Grant? I feel like that's a hobby that you could get into accidentally. Thankfully, I haven't ever. I don't know. <laughs> because I, I agree. It's something just weird enough that I could get really into it. But I thankfully have never been interested in birds enough to get into it. Because okay. I feel like it would just be one of those drains on my life that just, like, gets me nothing. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the ability to answer weird trivia questions and then have to explain frantically how on earth I knew that so people don't think I'm super <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like ornithology is is a straightforward enough thing as long as you wear enough wide brim hats and khaki shorts with binoculars. 
nobody will worry, will worry about it too much. See, I I can't pull off a wide brim hat and khaki pants with binoculars well enough for that. Yes, you though. could. You totally could, especially if you're rocking some glasses. No, I can't. I just it. it no, it's not my deal. I. I got other things that I'm trying to rock, not that. <laughs> I'm trying to be like nerdy chic, not like You could be like the lowest key Indiana Jones, except you're interested in birds instead of archaeology. Oh god, no. I also I feel like See, this is oh no. This is making me think about how other view me when I like geek out about my <laughs> hobbies. But I'm like, I feel like whenever I meet someone who's really into birds, they're like a total dweeb. Hey, that's not very nice. <laughs> Even if it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. And I'm saying that fully knowing that you could just replace the phrase with birds with any of my bizarre hobbies. <laughs> and it would probably be accurate descriptor of me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I It all depends on how you view it. You know, like if someone is, if you're interested enough in something... And you're just doing your own thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I know that we both agree with that. It doesn't mean that you couldn't use dweeb to describe certain people who are interested in certain things. But, I don't know. I feel like people who get, like, really into ornithology and take very good pictures and do what they can to see cool things and just have that kind of broad knowledge base, it's always been sort of appealing to me. Like, I've always, growing up, I always wanted to get get into something like that. Like, for a long time, I wanted to get more into geology oh god the dark science <laughs> in eighth grade i went on a a geology slash fossil field trip for like 30 Ooh. students could go on it in eighth grade it was so wow. cool we just got it we just went to various places and looked uh, at rocks in the exurbs and like yeah tried to find like small fossils and stuff and we actually found some just like on the side of the road. We yeah. just dri- drive a bus and then just stop and <laughs> just try and find stuff. It was great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. A classic a classic Mr. Roberts move. Gosh. Yeah. Mm. Geology is a weird science. It is. But he, just like in general, I always wanted to sort of like part of me growing up always wanted to get into some of a a sort of like broad taxonomical hobby mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't really know why but it always just it appealed to part of me for some reason the organization of it is very um very comforting yeah like, and just like you have a you can sort of come up with your own pretty explicit goals and actionable steps to take towards them. Yeah. That tend to involve cool places and going there. Yeah, that'd be neat. In my stuff that I do, all my cool places are the same place in one lab. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I mean, same here. Mine's at a desk with an iPad, <laughs> typically. Yeah. At least I get to stand up at mine. Well, I I stand up at my desk at work. Oh, you got a st- wait? Do you have a standing desk? I do. Ooh, Mark's fancy. I am. How do you like your standing desk? I know this is totally off topic. But... I mean, I like it enough to keep using it. I go and sit down sometimes. 
But okay, but do you I like use having it for standing the a lot? Oh yeah, I would say. I mean, it depends on the day. Some days are actually pretty boring, and when I get bored, I just go sit on my laptop or something. Yeah. And mess around on the forums. Isn't that uh, like risking damaging your laptop if you're sitting on it? No, I have a ThinkPad. It's actually pretty sturdy. Keeps okay. me warm. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I will play your game and I will beat you at it, Grant. <laughs> I I was just assuming you to back down right away, but no, never. I don't know uh, you well enough. <laughs> no, I like having a standing desk because this is this is the thing. This is what I've talked with Jack about. Jack's method is that I don't think he even had the option, but he'll. He has a sit, a normal sitting desk, and then he'll take the laptop that work gave him and go stand like at a filing cabinet so that he can stand up sometimes and work. <laughs> so, the option of having a standing desk, but then being able to go sit down somewhere or even get like a little stool, like we have these kind of mm-hmm. springy stool chair things that we can just get. Uh, yeah. Or another guy just like he'll kneel on a yoga ball when he feels like it. <laughs> uh, but you know it's California. Yeah, uh, but I like having it. It's it's definitely nice to. But I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm never gonna, or at least not for a while, ever bother to buy myself a standing desk for use at home or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get that good amount of standing and just kind of moving around a little bit at work. Uh, I like it. Okay. As an intern, it stunk because the standing desk is never tall enough. Ideally, a standing desk would be at, like, at least belly button height. Mm-hmm. But it was not when I was an intern. Ah. And so, you know, I'm typing with my wrists bent terribly. Mm-hmm. Which basically meant I always had to sit in a stool and it wasn't really a standing desk anymore. But now I got a keyboard razor uh, thing, so at least the keyboard's at the correct height for typing without causing terrible damage to my wrists. Yeah. So, it's all good. Well, I'm glad that it worked out in the end, now that yeah. you've reached adulthood. Me too. Ugh, adulting. I had, uh, I'm moving in on Friday mm-hmm. to my new place, and I've been doing things like setting up utility accounts and figuring out internet and all this sort of stuff that I've never had to do before. Oh, yeah. And also trying to, you know, trying to think in advance of, like, okay, I'm setting it up so that... Uh, both my roommate and I can easily access stuff and or transfer things easily if we need to. Mm-hmm. So it's just a whole a whole thing. Yep. Ugh. Okay, shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Okay. Oh, Mike Thompson. Mm-hmm. We know him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we have Grand Avenue by Mike Thompson, another newcomer to the Comical Start family. We have a guy in a pretty killer flannel shirt uh, <coughs> talking to a girl with impressively large glasses who seems to be maybe reading a book. Who knows? The guy says, I ate mac and cheese for lunch. I walked the dog and washed my face. The girl says, nobody wants to hear the mundane details of your life. And the guy, rolling his eyes, says, it's even worse when someone does it on social media. And the girl says, I take it that's a hint. 
So retconning to the first panel, I assume she was actually on her phone. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. seems massively oversized. It's <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell really what it was, but maybe an iPad right. mini and she's like twelve. Who knows? That'd explain why her glasses are so big. Because that's the thing. In that third panel, the guy, going back to comic critiquing, as we once did. In the third panel, the guy looks like a bad Elvis impersonator. (laughs) But in either case, just due to everything about him, he looks significantly older than the girl, especially in that panel. To my eyes. I don't know. There's there's inconsistent scaling. I think that's the problem. If you look at the first panel and compare it to the other two panels, in the first panel, the guy looks positively tiny. Yeah. And then he suddenly grows in the third panel to be larger than the girl. That's well, the problem. I think that's the problem that I have. Maybe he just got closer to the observer. So but the girl doesn't larger. look significantly larger, not like to the same amount. It's all very yeah, weird. Yeah, because the girl got farther away. They're they like need to walking. learn about perspective. I don't know. It's a comic. They're on a flat plane. You need to provide a horizon if you want to give me a three-dimensional view of the okay, comic. Okay, Mark. I'm just trying to defend Mike Thompson. I here. took intro to drawing, Grant. I know about perspective. Ooh! <laughs> Mark's a hot shot. He took intro to drawing. <laughs> and I got an A-. minus. <laughs> it's my oh! first A-minus A- in high school. <laughs> oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> it was a w- complete waste of a credit because I needed those fine arts electives in high school so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you definitely weren't involved in any other fine arts because you exactly. definitely weren't a musician. Yep, exactly. Okay, so what uh, what were you thinking about, Grant? So I was thinking about the mundane, mundane details of life, and I was specifically thinking about sharing them because as the place that i'm at in my life and i know i've mentioned this multiple times so i don't need to mention it again but i'm going to just because that like i don't have a ton of people in close geographic proximity to me that i know very well but i have a lot of close friends that i would say are distant geographically from me but i've i think over the past couple months i've done a fairly good job of staying in pretty close contact with a lot of them and so that involves, like, communicating with them fairly frequently. And so I talk on the phone with friends a lot since I've moved out here. And one of the things that I've noticed in, like, my conversations with people is I'm not sure, like, how much people actually care about the mundane details of my life. Because they ask, like, so what's been going on with you? Or, like, how have things been? And it's like the only things that I can think of are very mundane details. Um, for example, I talked to um, a friend yesterday evening and he was like, so what's going on with you? And like the only things that I could think of were the fact that I'd gone grocery shopping earlier that day and that I was cooking chili while he called me. And so, it's like... I oh, Go ahead. Sorry. I know these aren't interesting details, but I don't know what you want from me. Like, hmm. my life's not exciting, and I, so I don't know. Do you think people care about the mundane details of my life, Mark? Well, 
the one thing that I can say that you do have going for you, if all you think that you have to talk about is the mundane details, is that you're such an engaging storyteller. <gasps> I think that you can make anybody be super interested. Was this sarcastic or <laughs> honest? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> At first, when you said it, I got really excited because I was like, oh my god, Mark thinks I'm an engaging storyteller, and now no, with your like, laughing, <laughs> I'm thinking you're being sarcastic, and I'm feeling I, I kind feel of like, hurt. I feel like you're forgetting one of the longest-running jokes of Grant stories. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I have told so many people about this. So for <laughs> listeners who did not know Mark and I in high school, there was a long-running joke about Grant stories. And so, Mark, should I have you define a Grant story, or should I define it? I think we can both define it and see where we land. Because it, like, it's been a long time since I've seriously thought about this, so I'm interested what your retrospective thoughts are on it. <laughs> so, retrospectively, I think that it was very accurate at the time, because it's, it's how my stories would be. I would get very excited about telling a story about something that happened, and... I think you'd be very told in a very energetic and somewhat suspenseful way, and then it would get to the end of the story and nothing exciting happened. And so it was just like building, building, building to nothing. Well, uh, what I think characterized it from the viewpoint of the listener is that it was build ups it was built up so much in your head and yeah. it was so poorly translated to the listener that that's what made it extra funny was like <laughs> we're engaged because you're engaged but not because we're engaged <laughs> <laughs> yeah that fits <laughs> now i'm sure that you've gotten better like i trust that you've gotten better and if nothing else this podcast has showed that <laughs> like you have become significantly more articulate and oh, that's good. like engaging of a speaker. I think so. Uh, but I mean, honestly, that is part of it. Like if you're talking about mundane things, it's a matter of like, you know, if you're not interested in the own little things in your life, then nobody else will be really. Yeah. You know, like some people might be, you know, I think some people who are particularly good listeners can kind of take whatever out of any little thing that you're willing to offer up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard it's hard to say like in general like i tend to be pretty interested in little things that happen to people i find it very interesting to see what people latch on to that's, same that, that's part of it uh but again that's not going to be the same for literally everybody and then it's you know whether you feel like trying to weave a tale of uh interest with a full plot development and everything to discuss how you made your chili <laughs> Some people can do that. I could probably do that. Uh, but that's just because I really like doing it. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. That, I mean, it is a good question, though. I think that you get to a certain point with people where I, it's, I think that it's good to be able to talk about little things and not worry about it too much and mm -hmm. just be able to share those things. Like That's a totally separate level of a yeah. relationship that I think is very healthy and good to be able to do even just for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing that – so hearing about the mundane things in people's life is something that I kind of enjoy because 
back in college when I was kind of surrounded by friends all the time. It was like, those were the details that I knew about people because we would like get dinner and talk about what was going on, like what happened in your day. And now that I'm not surrounded by all those friends, I, I noticed that I, I kind of feel an emptiness from like the lack of having that in some of my friends. And so like, I'll talk to people and I'll just say like, so what happened in your day? And they're like, I don't know. Like, why do you want to know what happened in my day? And I'm like, I don't know. Just like, tell me about some of the mundane things that went on in your day. And some of my friends are like very weirded out by that. Like me wanting to know just like the lame little details of their day. Cause it's how I have known them for the past four years is kind of getting the lame details, but now that we're separated, it feels weirder to ask about those. Is that sure. something that you notice at all? Or? Hmm. I I think that, I mean, yeah, probably, you know, due to less frequency and less uh, direct kind of shared experiences, it's, mu- it's much more difficult to uh, kind of easily feel like you want to communicate that stuff or be mm-hmm. as interested in it. But at the same time, uh, I guess it depends on which uh, direction you're coming from. Because, you know, a very important part of things like telling stories and all that stuff is shared experience. But at the same time, a curiosity about something that you don't have as much direct, uh, you know, knowledge of is also very interesting in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially when you're talking to people who are in just very different locations, like... It's particularly interesting to me to hear just day-to-day things about, like, oh, that is what winter's like, isn't it? That's kind of funny. I almost forgot. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> but just, like, just little things that are uh, just different. I don't know. I find that, I personally find it interesting. Same. And it's best to just, I don't know, I think that's best just, you know, you just, you just talk about what you're going to talk about and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of let it happen, and hopefully you have a friend who's good at asking questions and following up on conversations. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> as Mark describes his biggest strengths as a friend and a, a friendly communicator. Yep. As we once said, humility is our best trait. That it is. Famously. And modesty, too. <laughs> what what mundane things happened to you today, Grant? Don't tell me about anything interesting. Tell me about like what you deem as boring things that happened today. So, gosh, okay. See, I'm having the Grant stories hit me right now of like <laughs> even lame things feel really exciting in my life. That's fine. So like, That's fine. I can't tell him about that. Sure you can. Well, I got to work today. And there was only one other person in my group at work who was there because it snowed really. Now I'm just trying to tell it in a boring way and it feels weird (laughs) because we had a a bunch of snow and the roads were horrible. This is coming from a Minnesota boy. Like the roads were trash. And so like my boss and a couple of my other coworkers, kind of we had like a group text this morning when they're like yeah i'm not coming in i'm not coming in my kid's school is canceled i'm not coming in and i'm just like well i got nothing better to do (laughs) 
and I'm not <laughs> trying to waste one of my vacation days, so I'll be there, everyone. <laughs> and so I got to work, and there was kind of only one other person in my group there, and so it was just kind of a it was a pretty lazy day at work. Like I got stuff done that I wanted to get done, but there were no like big projects or emergencies that needed to be dealt with kind of immediately because the people who would hear about those things weren't even there so even if there were i never heard about them so hopefully there weren't because then there will be double emergencies tomorrow which would be unfortunate (laughs) what's some other mundane things that happened in my life um you said you made chili well i didn't make chili today though you said about things today oh right sorry um actually this is a mundane thing that i'm really excited about is that I found some containers that are, like, the perfect size for a serving of chili. So I made a big mm. batch of chili over the weekend. And ever since I've moved, I – every once in a while is kind of a, like, treat yourself moment. I'll buy, like, a little pint container of ice cream or, like, sorbet or something at the grocery store because it's not something that I normally eat. But it's just kind of a little, like, present to Grant. Mm-hmm. And so – the sorbet that I've been buying is sold in these little plastic pint containers. And I'm like, yo, these are nice kind of containers. I could probably reuse these once or twice. And so I've been saving them. And they've just been like piling up in one of my cabinets <laughs> and becoming slightly a nuisance. Figured out a pint is a great serving of chili. Yep. Yes, it is. And so I just ladled out my chili into the pints, froze them. And now I have like awesome like single serving sized containers of chili that I don't care if I ruin the plastic and dye it red with the chili because I'll probably eventually recycle them. I need to ask, how do you heat these up? Do you just plop the frozen chunk of chili in a bowl? Um, so what I did this evening, because I had some chili this evening, mm-hmm. is when I went to work this morning, I knew I was going to have chili for ev- for dinner, for evening meal. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I pulled one out of the freezer like a responsible adult who's thinking ahead and popped it in my fridge. And so it was kind of mostly thawed out by the time dinner rolled around and I got home. And so I plopped it in a bowl and microwaved it, yes. Okay. I just want to make sure because I was thinking like he's not just attempting to microwave a pint container. (laughs) Oh, no, that would be bad. (laughs) I know enough about science to know that would be a bad decision. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are plastic. Yes, yes, that that they are. And, and even, even a cardboard ice cream one would not be a great improvement. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be bad decisions. <laughs> but. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, container, I mean, finding the right container, that's like, you know, that's a nice thing. I, I, uh. Mm-hmm. I use these, so I got these kind of fancy meal prep containers. They weren't super fancy, you know, but Ooh. like kind of, you know, rectangular prisms mm-hmm. that were pretty good sized for a lot of things. But I just, you know, meal prepping is not a thing that I care about too much. I kind of got away with it or away from it. But I, ter- I learned these small rectangular things are the perfect receptacle for the sandwiches that I make. Yep. Which is also not to be, you know, like discounted because so much Tupperware is a symmetric round or 
cubish type thing, and it's not yep. good for any type of sandwich, but just like these nice rectangles. If it's perfectly in the lunchbox that I have, like perfectly snugly, mm-hmm. uh, so it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I was so excited to find these containers for my chili because last time I made chili, I ended up putting it in containers that were like a perfect serving and a half. And so it was like, it's not enough to split into two meals, but if I eat it at one meal, I'm going to feel just stuffed. Sure. And so then I had to do this awkward thing of like thawing one out, eating two thirds of it, and then saving a portion, and then the next day doing the same thing, and then for the third day combining the two extra thirds, and it was just a huge hassle. I mean, some may say that filling it two thirds full might have been sufficient, but but I I <laughs> I a didn't have enough containers to do that, and okay. b when I like was filling them up, I didn't notice the size of the containers and how that would translate to portions because I hadn't thought of that yet. Because I I see it's the things you learn in adulthood of learning how to portion into serving sizes rather than just fill all my containers that I have. <laughs> <laughs> this empty coffee container looks great for a bowl of chili. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. last time I made chili, it was like kind of right after I'd moved in. And so I didn't have much Tupperware or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, I was reusing like 36 ounce ice cream containers or <laughs> 48 ounce ice cream container. Or, like yogurt containers or something. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like whatever plastic crap was in my apartment. Sure. Is what the That's soup great. went into because I literally originally didn't even have enough space in my fridge for the kettle that I made it in. So I just had to put it on my balcony <laughs> and hope that it stayed cold enough outside to keep it well. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, that's good. 